Today's Happy Healthy You podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash happy healthy you. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. Hi everybody, welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman. And I'm here in the car on the way home from this awesome retreat. I just went to a workshop with three awesome women and many, many more men and women with Julia Cameron, the author of The Artist's Way. If you haven't read that book, it's a must read. It'll unblock any any blocks that you might have. And um, it's just it changed my life back in, I don't know, the early 90s when I read it. And it's still relevant today. So check it out. And so we're in the car on the way home from Sedona, Arizona. We took a 10-mile drive down this dirt road to get to this beautiful retreat center, Sedona Mago Resort. Retreat. I guess it's a retreat center, not a resort, right, guys? (laughs) And I'm in the car with Amy Morris, an author. She has been on the podcast before. She's written Unwrapping Me and They're Not Gone. And another author, Chris Brown, who I don't know very well, but I'm excited. Thank you for coming with us, Chris. And the always favorite on Happy Healthy You, Julie Riesler, the life coach and the nutrition expert and the mindfulness expert and the the most important thing, the empowerment strategist that she is. She will create a life for you that is just awesome. And she she's the one who was the instigator here. She called me and said, Connie, you want to go to this retreat with me? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, sounds awesome. I love Julia Cameron. So thank you, Julie. So today, you girls, I want to talk about what we got out of this retreat, how awesome it was. And also, because it's the fall and it's the time to release and let go, and we all did a lot of releasing and letting go at this retreat, can we just kind of have a little open discussion about it as we drive out on in this amazing red rock scenery? And as we're passing it, please tell the audience about it as we're going. Julie, you want to go first? Sure. So <laughs> what was so amazing about this retreat, there were probably about 60, 65 people from all over the country, mainly from the West, but kind of convened from all over um, who had different you know, aspects of their life. Um, and what we all looked at was where are we stopped? We're all, the idea is that we all have an inner artist or create a creative side and where are we stopped? And we really dove into that where we're stopped. What are the stories that we believe? What are the characters that we've made that kind of villainize um, our intention, who we are and what we want to do here? And then we worked through different kinds of groups and lots and lots and lots and lots of writing. Um, And really today, I feel like a different person. I literally felt like I lost five pounds energetically. I don't think I really lost five pounds because I ate a lot. Food's really good. Um, Almost vegetarian with fish. But anywho, um, that was just really helpful to to learn how to release and to let go of that character. Um, So lots of lots of self-work. We did morning pages, which is a way to kind of, she said, clear the cobwebs in your subconscious. Um, So that's something I got to say. I'm sure I'll have more to say. Chris Brown, would you like to add? Sure. I was introduced to the work of Julia Cameron about 12 years ago through an Artist Way cluster group, as as she calls them. She encourages people to get together and unlock their artistry if they're having a hard time with it. 
And what I got the most out of this year is, is reacquainting myself with the book and her lessons. And to see this woman in person, she's just a magical sprite. She has such good energy, so loving, but commands the workshop and is not overly uh, touchy-feely with anybody, but is really encouraging us to meet other people and, and use that energy to ignite the room, essentially, with our ideas. And we all fed off each other's ideas, which I loved. And yes, I am an author. I am a writer. Some, some of the works um, I have created are, are screenplays, and I'm working on a number of movies right now. And I came to this workshop almost apologizing because I haven't been published or I have not sold my screenplays, but Julia reminded me that it doesn't matter. Yes. And, and, and even if I never do, I am a writer and I am an author and she is uh, very supportive of everyone who wants to pursue this work. So I love that. Thank you, Chris. I'm just going to let this, this uh, GPS guy keeps interrupting our podcast. Don't you know we're recording a podcast here? What is wrong with you? So um, I, I think that's really an important thing that you talked about, Chris, because so many of us, we, we deny that we have the creative impulse and really all of us have a creative impulse. And what gets in the way of the creative impulse and you know, letting go of those things that no longer serve us. And as I said, it's the fall and in nature, that's what happens. The trees don't, they don't hassle over letting the leaves fall off. They just kind of let them go and don't make a big deal out of it. And as humans, we, we have a hard time with that. And in so many ways, this retreat unblocked me. How about you, Amy Morris, author of Unwrapping Me and They're Not Gone? Yes, it unblocked me. However, I sound exhausted because I am. I think what stood out for me the most was um, I, I went obviously as a writer and to work on that, but I was struck by how many different types of artists were there. So there was singers and musicians and painters, and so it wasn't just about writing. I thought that was fascinating, and and Julia kind of explained um, how it's all connected and that we usually suppress that, even though that's something. And I and I learned that about myself, which I was surprised I thought it was all about writing but um and it was very very fast-paced and we broke off into groups constantly which typically isn't something that I would like but I think what I was fascinated by is every time we had to go to a new person you know a new group every time with strangers and I was fascinated that every single time the people in the group you had a connection with them they either struggled with the same thing you struggled with or um, did the same thing you did or you learned something from them um, I met a public speaking coach who taught me a new tool to use and I don't know, it was just, it was enlightening, not just the, the content for the, the um, workshop itself, but what you learn from the people around you. Yeah. So that to me was a, was a big thing. What was your favorite exercise? Because we did so many great exercises. Does anybody have one of their favorites that you want to talk about? Okay, this is Chris. I at first I, I want to say one of the best exercises she recommended were taking walks, and we're driving now, of course, down into the city of Sedona, and what we're looking at are a place I've never been here before, so we're looking at plush green 
trees and the fields and then in the in the distance are these mountains with a red red rust colored rock that I've never seen before and I'm fairly well traveled but I and and when I was in Albuquerque I saw something like this but Sedona takes my breath away and Julia recommended walking as a creative exercise and I walked all over these grounds and just looked up at the sky looked at these mountains and and I'm going to remember this as you know, part of the, the experience. And even though I won't have mountains to look at in Washington, D.C., I'll still be looking up at the sky and looking up at the stars at night that I can see, even though we have light pollution. <laughs> and just remembering that walking is unlocking something in me. So physical movement, um, doing that exercise really brought me to a different place. And I went to this retreat hoping to refine my screenwriting, timing, how many hours a day I was going to put into the screenwriting, how many pages I was going to give myself. But Julia reminded me in the exercises too that write what needs to be written that day and don't worry about the timing. And so I would never have gotten that in my, I would never have been receptive to that from Julia had I not taken a walk the morning before that class. So now I'll be walking every day. Awesome. Awesome, Chris. Yeah, I love the walking too. And um, she gave us an exercise. We were to walk for 20 minutes and then write a letter from our 80-year-old self and then another letter either to or from, I wasn't sure I did both, our eight-year-old selves. And that was very revelatory for me. I mean, just to have my 80-year-old wise goddess, kick-ass self talk to myself at this age was pretty amazing. And um, I like—I just like the way she opened things up. And how about talking, getting back to releasing Julie? She made us list like 25 things that we loved and like million, she gave us lists. What was your favorite list and what was the, the best thing that she did for you, the most uh, awesome thing she did for you to unleash and release your blocked energy? Actually, so my favorite list happened on the last day. Um, she asked us to, did a lot of different, kind of looking at different identities. Like we all have different personas that we, you know, where sometimes consciously, subconsciously. And so actually there were two. One was to list four personal identities that are very different. So Julia talked about one of hers was this like nun and wears all black and is very solemn. And then another one of her identities is Bon Bon, <laughs> who is a little bit risque. And then she has one named Dash, who was um, the like businesswoman who gets what she wants. So I made a list of four and we went into our own little clusters and talked about our kind of our alter egos, sort of the, the, you know, parts of ourselves that we may draw upon or just for fun, almost like an imaginary friend that's part of you. So one of mine was, I think it was like, like earth mama, you know, that was one. And I'll, I'll, I can't really say the rest on this podcast, but <laughs> sassafras was one of them. <laughs> Jill was my polished work person. I don't know why. I just I like the name Jill. Very short to the point. And then there was one other one, a little more in the sexy, crazy side. Um, so, you know, really getting into that and looking at their closet. What would that, that persona have in their closet? So Earth Mama would have, you know, Malabeads and some flip-flops and a bohemian, you know, tunic. Um, and Sassafras would have a fedora. You know, so those are mine. So just that fun kind of looking 
at other sides to yourself and allowing that to be there. Um, and the other list that we did that I loved was your cinema self. This was so much fun. I think I enjoyed the fun list more. There was a whole grouping of lists that were a little bit more challenging and very important and worth it and part of the whole healing and releasing process. Um, I really like the cinema self. This is where you look at your yourself if you were like in that kind of Hollywood light. Like what would your cinema self be driving? What kind of pet would you have? Um, what where what corner of the house? What would your house look like? Where would it be located? What outfit would you be wearing? Um, who would play? Oh, my favorite. What actress would play you? And that was really fun. Mine was Eva Mendez. Um, <laughs> of course, because I actually have a girl crush on her. Anywho, it was, it was really fun. And, and just this is like a taste of it. Um, and some of this is in her book. So just kind of getting creative, getting out of the box and really allowing, it, it allowed me to just think bigger. Um, the other thing she did that was really cool is at the end, as a way to give acknowledgement, she called it popcorn. So we didn't actually have popcorn, but it was called popcorn. Like you give everybody a little something like a nugget that's a little bit of an appreciation. So um, one of the popcorn appreciations that we did after our list was to what extravagant vacation would you wish for that person? And I'm sitting next to Chris Brown, who gave me one that I'm still thinking about that I want to make happen. So just really fun and engaging. Yeah. So that's what I got to say about that. Awesome. Talk about your favorite. Um, well, they were my two favorite lists. So I, I thought of something else instead. I think it's my biggest aha of the whole weekend. Okay. So if, if that's okay. Um, so I originally went in thinking I was blocked. And I was having writer's block on how to go about a new project. And I was thinking that it was something I was doing or some way that I get information. And I asked Julia a question and it changed my whole perspective. So she hears a voice tell her what project to do, where to move, which is pretty cut and dry. And I was kind of jealous of that because I feel it in my gut. And when I write, I just feel I don't hear things. I don't see things. And so as we all do, we're hard on ourselves. And I'm thinking that there was something I was doing wrong or something I needed to develop to be able to do it the way she did it so that I could do what I was supposed to do. And she said, do what you do your way and embrace that way. So to me, that was huge because instead of saying, oh, I wish I could do it her way or I could do it another way, I should embrace the way that I do it. And that way I'll unblock just because I'm accepting myself. Yeah, and so. she really called you on that, Amy, yeah. because she said, <laughs> she said, I might hear and you might feel and that's just right. And that's right. what you should embrace and go with. So the thing I got out of it, I think, is just there's no wrong way to be creative. Just embrace your the energy that is your spirituality and that that there is no wrong way to do it and have the freedom and express yourself in whatever way. We went we went around and we talked about the different ways that we have um what was it called? A U-turn. We've taken a U-turn in our lives. And I think this was something that I was able to release in a lot of different areas that I feel I'm creative. So we went through every different creative genre you can think of, theater, music, uh, art, visual arts, photography. And we we asked if anyone was, um, if anyone had taken a U-turn or stopped doing it because of criticism or external invalidation from other people and it's really interesting when you uh really look at that stuff and and 
clear away the crap, you know, wouldn't you say the crap that comes from just from the world that really shouldn't have any impact on our creative potential, right? What do you think, Chris? Chris Brown, author. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I would I I mean, I agree with you about we it comes there's no definition everybody is just born with their creative soul everybody even the people who think no i just want to stay behind a computer all day and type data into it you're still creative so i loved that um that part of the course what i also was blown away by is what i um what julia calls believing mirrors and these are people in your life that believe completely that you are creative and that they want to read or watch your art or listen to your art if it's music and whatnot. And I, you know, have taken it for granted because my believing mirrors were actually seated two seats away from me. They're one, two of my best friends, Julie and Talia. And I discredit them, which is a discredit to myself because they're my friends. So it's very much like your mom thinks you're pretty, of course, because it's your mom and my friends think I'm good. That's of course. But when I talk to other women in the course, they, they also said, gosh, I can tell already by the words you're using and the, and the uh, witticisms that you're coming up with, you're really good at this. And I said, I am, you know, I, I didn't really say I am. I was like, thank you. But it was really nice to hear and reminded myself that just because they're my friends doesn't mean they don't have taste. And it doesn't matter. Their taste is going to be different than other people's tastes, but they're my believing mirrors. So they might not be somebody else's, um, but, but also I know to stay away from the people that I have traditionally thought would give me encouragement and they're the litmus test that I have to gain their approval. So those are my non-believing mirrors and that was really important for me to take away. Uh, there's a book by Brenda Uland written in the 30s called If You Want to Write and she also talks about this find your cheerleaders who want to read your things because it's it's true that they want it and you're giving them a gift by creating thank you so much for saying that Chris I love those mirrors as well just being aware of that and actually that that's something we can all release those people that don't believe in us what the heck we don't need them right wait okay here comes the life coach tell us tell tell us tell here's the truth well here's the thing here's my perspective on it you can take whatever you want from this that um what were you saying look what we're looking at oh let me first let me just give you i'm going to pause and just give you a description of what we're seeing huge canyons mountains with red rock that are just all different shapes you probably could find like Snoopy in there and a face in there and a Lincoln and millions of years, eight oceans graced those rocks. It's beautiful. All right. Ode to the red rocks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Pause for the rocks. Well, what I want to say is that, you know, something to think about is that having people that cheerlead us that are believe are are believing mirrors that really reflect back to us the greatness. We all have gifts. We're all here. I believe for a purpose for reason so those people you know stay in that zone stay near them they have you know they they're able to see in you sometimes what maybe I can't see in myself the folks that don't have that ability are not there yet or may never be there frankly what I would say to that is they probably are not able to see it in themselves um, and so you can maybe you decide to tune in and see if they need a believing mirror that would be kind of the opposite of what we would think to do or just bless them and move on, right? It's not really a great idea to convene with energy or folks that are not going to support what we want to do, what I want to do in life. So just to, just to put that out there, if someone does not believe in you, what that says to me is they don't 
most likely believe in themselves. Little side note. You're just the loving presence that we all needed on this retreat. So thank you for that, Julie. Oh, you guys, this has just been an amazing retreat. And we're pulling into uh, Sedona to shop a little bit at the trinket stores as my husband calls them <laughs> and i wish you all could have come with us it was just an amazing amazing weekend and it inspired all of us to i think go back and create more of whatever whatever whether it's a salad <laughs> create it if it's a book write it if it's a film produce it if it's picture paint it a picture paint it so <laughs> I think that says it all. So for more information about Amy Morris, the writer. <laughs> what do you want me to say? For more information about you, if somebody wants to get in touch with you and read. Very simply, apmorris.com. And for more information about Chris Brown, if you want to be in her movie, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> C-R-I-S-T-A-L-L-O-B at yahoo.com. And for the incomparable Julie Riesler, empowerment strategist par excellence. You can find me at Julie, J-U-L-I-E, Riesler, R-E-I, like the store, dot com. Thank you, guys. Namaste, everybody. Go out and create. <laughs> Back to happy. A Journey of Hope, Healing, and Waking Up is a small but powerful book about healing from one of life's greatest tragedies, the loss of a child. It's about love and sadness and being human. The nine lessons in Back to Happy are intended to be food for a broken but awakening soul. Healing from grief and loss is possible. Finding joy again is possible. Back to Happy, in paperback, Kindle and audiobook at Amazon.com. For more information, visit backtohappybook.com.